how are y'all doing? You know, this is really cool to be here tonight. I, uh, I walked through the doors of Genesis 12 years ago, and uh, it changed my life. Uh, it changed my life. When I walked through the doors of Genesis for the first time, I didn't cry about anything. <laughs> and since then, I've lived my life, and as you live your life, you get connected to your emotions a little bit better. But I, walked, I was, a, I was a, a Christian when I walked through the doors of Genesis, but I became a follower of Jesus here. And uh, man, I could, I could literally, we could just have story time, and it would be for me because none of you know who I am. <laughs> uh, and the, and the, the Tim Hino, uh, your sound guy, 11 years he's been at Genesis. He was here when I got here. He's an OG. Carly has been here forever. Hunter, right behind that. I mean, we, this is, man, this is, this is cool. I, I walked through the doors of Genesis, and I met one of my best friends. And uh, Rodney Richard has been a mentor in my life, and he is. We talk weekly. We call each other to complain. We call each other to celebrate. We call each other to, um, sometimes he calls me just so he can talk, and I listen. And that's what happens I, uh, years ago, six years ago, it was about, I, I was pastoring Genesis, and I went to lunch with a guy who, who just graduated high school, or maybe he had been out for a little bit, and he wanted to hang out, and he was going through a season, and we went down to that kicking chicken. Is kicking chicken still open in Somerville? All right, yeah, I mean, kicking, we don't have those in Asheville. Um, we, we went down there, and, and we had lunch, and he was just sharing his heart with me, and he was just kind of telling me where he was at. And I just, I just saw so much life in this guy. I just saw, I saw kind of a future for him and came back, talked to Rodney, and I said, hey, man, this guy that I just had lunch with, he's a leader. This guy has the potential to make a difference, difference to, make a, a, to be a world changer, and that guy was Mike Woodard. Amen. I, I just got to tell you that you, you have a great pastor, a pastor who is humble, hungry, and smart. And I'm telling you what, you can do a lot in the world if you're those three things. A guy who cares about you, who wants to create an environment and a space where you can connect to Jesus the way that he did. And I just, I can't speak enough about Mike Woodard that y'all are lucky. And I just mean it. You're just lucky to have him. And um, I just, I talk to him regularly and I pray for him and I pray for you guys. My family and I, I'm Robbie Denson, by the way, sorry. I, nobody knows who I am. And so I'm Robbie Denson. My family and I moved to Asheville, North Carolina four years ago to be a part of a church plant there called The Gathering Church. Uh, and I serve as the executive pastor, and I absolutely love it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. I, I may get into that in, in a few. But I, I want to talk with you tonight about what I believe is one of the, if not the, most important question that you'll ever ask of yourself. And some of you are already asking this question. You're engaged with this question. And the rest of you are asking this question. You just don't know it. And the question I'm talking about is, what is my purpose? What is, who am I? Why am I here? What, what am I supposed to do with me being here? I'm convinced that every single one of us is always asking this question. Did you know that 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 when you go out on a Friday night and you make decisions that you're not proud of Saturday morning, do you, know, do you know 
what you were asking yourself that night. You may not know it, but do you know what you were asking yourself? Who am I? I'm out here, and I'm experiencing things that I, that I feel aren't, aren't right, or maybe that aren't who I thought I was. And in that moment, you're, you're asking yourself, who am I? And you're answering it. You just, you just don't know it. The decisions that you make in this season of your life could possibly have the greatest impact on your life than any other season. And, and that's one of the reasons I love Mike so much. He made some hard and even unpopular decisions, but his obedience and pursuit of his purpose put him on a path to where he is today. And I know if you know Mike, you'll know he'll love the amount of alliteration I just used. Thought about doing a full spoken word up here tonight, but I'm not good at it. There's nothing more important that you could be doing than discovering your purpose. Your grades are important. It's not more important than your purpose. You see, the older I get, the more I find myself in the middle of people's lives. And the more I love hearing people connect to, that, to their purpose. That moment when you discover that thing that keeps you up at night. That moment when your soul connects to a calling and you find yourself willing to sacrifice to see that calling come to pass. That's, the, that's just the stuff I live for. Let me say it another way. You'll know that you've discovered your purpose when you're willing to sacrifice for it. Why, why do I define it that way? Because that's what I see in Jesus. Jesus knew his purpose and he was willing to sacrifice for it. And so my question tonight is, have you discovered your purpose? Just convinced that all of us are so desperately trying to discover who we are. Because deep down, we all know and we want to know why we're here. And even deeper down, we all know that at the core of our being, we were meant for something more, for something great. I talk to people all the time who feel like they are called to do something great but can't quite figure out what that thing is. There's a book I read on staff here many years ago. Our staff read it called It by Pastor Craig Groeschel. Uh, and in the first chapter, he talks about a greyhound dog race down in, in Florida. And unless you're like 70 or above, you don't know anything about greyhound dog racing. Uh, and so I read this in a book. Let me tell you about it. Uh, what, they do, what they do at a greyhound dog race is they line the dogs up. And to initiate the race, they, they strike a gun. And from that point on, that gets these dogs running. But what keeps these dogs running is a mechanical rabbit that stays out. And somebody said, yep, like you know a lot about dog racing. I just, I don't believe you. We can talk afterwards. I mean, I don't know what we would talk about, but uh, we can later. And so the dog needs this gun to get them going, but they need something to motivate them along the way. And that's this fake rabbit. And so at this particular race, they, they let the rabbit go and they let the dogs go. And, and after, and, and right in the middle of the race, the rabbit has a mechanical failure and just explodes on the track. And so right there in the middle of the 